I put a, a vignette. Is that what you say? A, v- a vignette. A vignette. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, vignette. <laughs> or as the girl in the photography class would say, a vignette. <laughs> I was so annoyed at her. I was like, do you go to the... I hate you. <laughs> do you go to the bakery and get a baguette? <laughs> it's like, why would you say it like that? <laughs> vignette. Vignette. <laughs> I like to put a little bit of on my photos. <laughs> Welcome to Opinions That No One Asked For, or Otnof, or The Nof. My name is Jordan. And I'm McKay. And this is a show where two guys sit down and give their opinions on basically anything. From blank... To blank, to blank. <laughs> you just you read it. the blank. You're supposed to insert things. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's just gonna like, <laughs> he's just gonna wing it and come up with something on the spot. No, you just read the, the blank. It's a it's a Mad Lib episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay. giving that opportunity for our listeners to fill in the blanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> DM us with your ideas so we can use it on next on the next episode. (laughs) I can't believe that. (laughs) At this point, they know the deal. It's the last time I prepare the notes for you. Oh man, that's good. How was your week? Good. How was yours? (laughs) It's been good. I uh, it's very cold, but not snowy here. Um, Mm. and so it feels like yucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. Yeah. Dang, I see, I see what you're saying. It's fine. I've watched a lot of TV this week, which is bad because I've also had a lot of homework. (laughs) What what have you been, uh, what have you been watching? Um, we started watching New Girl last week. Oh, with, uh, Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. Yeah. It's very funny. It's Mrs. Elf. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I understand why I haven't watched it most of my life because it gets pretty raunch. Um, it's probably like the crudest humor of a show i've ever watched but it's very funny so and like rootable characters characters to root for so yeah it's good uh we just watched an episode last night where they like almost get hit by a car and they yell at the car and the car pulls over and they're like oh just come to my house i'm sorry and they show up to the house and it's prince oh what and then prince is in like the whole episode he's in like eight scenes like actual yeah prince like prince our our may he rest in peace rest (laughs) his soul um yeah it's like it's not like a cameo either. He's like a main character for the whole episode. He has oh, a ton of lines. Yeah. That's sick. It's so weird. It's funny. Yeah, it's great. Awesome. But it's like so strange. You're just kind of like, what am I watching? <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, all the characters are sitting on the couch. They're like, did that just happen? Is this real? How do we go forward with our lives? <laughs> After meeting someone so iconic. I've also been watching WandaVision. Mm. It's way good. You haven't watched any of it, right? Nope. Unfortunately. No. You watched the trailer at least? Uh, Yes. I think that, like, since Disney Plus came out, what was it, like, September 2019? Was it that long ago? I think so. Early 2020, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting for something like this. Like, I thought it would be Mandalorian, like, a show that's just really good, and I'm just super excited to watch each episode. And they're releasing it serialized, like, like cable TV, so Hmm. it feels like a Neanderthal having to wait for the next episode, but... (laughs) I, I feel like Mandalorian. Like that's how they watch TV. The Neanderthals, they had to wait a whole week in between episodes. 
we the 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 modern man get to binge it all in in one night wow we've evolved so yeah so well <laughs> yeah life is so much better for us but yeah mandalorian was a letdown for me it was good and i enjoyed it but i set my expectations too high as far as like the quality of writing it was mostly just cool because it was star wars but wandavision it's like marvel and amazing well and i marvel's great but i i don't even just love everything that's marvel i love it because it's different from all the other other marvel shows so far okay. right i guess oh uh, yeah you haven't seen it. <laughs> but yeah it's not the same kind of i mean not obviously every marvel movie is the same but a lot of them kind of blend together with like the same blend of action and humor and like compelling emotional through line and it's like fine and it's not the best movie you've ever seen but it's like you enjoy it yeah whereas wandavision it's a completely innovative premise i won't give any spoilers but we'll maybe we'll do a sp- Spoiler dive after the season's over in a few weeks. Spoiler dive. And if you ever actually even watch it. I uh, I will watch it. Yeah, it's it's just way good. I'm a big fan. So, so it, it's just different in that it's not like completely related to the MCU, which is kind of its own well, entity. So it's thing. definitely connected the MCC the MCC <laughs> Mesa Community College. Um to the MCU, especially so I haven't watched today's episode yet, it's Friday, but last week episode they had some direct references to Avengers Endgame. Okay. They even had a flashback to like during Avengers Endgame, like revealed new info. It was really sick. Um, All right, that's not really My a spoiler, but just know that there's some good stuff in there. Okay, but I'm it's it's like the, the first two episodes, especially. It's just basically like a perfect remake of a like period American sitcom. So the first episode was a lot like Bewitched, like almost identical. Like the house looked like Bewitched, the clothing, the scenes, the acting. They write the dialogue to kind of match kind of the beat for beat, like comedic punchlines of those shows. And then episode two was a little bit different. It was more like 10 years later. It was more like Leave it to Beaver. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Hmm. Then they do one that the, the third episode is very similar to Brady Bunch. They have the same like fake wood paneling on the walls and like band- i don't know if you've watched the brady bunch ah barely i've only watched like Sorry. every episode of it it's okay <laughs> but yeah it's like it's super interesting and once you watch it you understand why but they're kind of mimicking and so it's like at first it seems kind of dry and you're like why am i watching this 50s sitcom but then they give you these little bits and pieces of like something's not quite right here mm-hmm. like it's a little bit off something's, something's off. going on yeah interesting yeah something's off virgil Abloh. um <laughs> shout out <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then like you get into the the more recent episodes that have come out and it's a little bit more um exciting a little more overt so okay. really good i'm psyched so i just think about uh so vision um have right, you seen he rest in peace <laughs> yes have you seen the uzi verts i saw that most recent yeah so he <laughs> shenanigans <laughs> okay so he got a diamond surgically attached got, to his forehead yeah. so a, a 21 million dollar <laughs> diamond <laughs> insert it into his forehead okay so the diamond so i saw the picture i didn't read about it it is pink because i thought it was just that color because it's of like pink, yeah. the blood in his head i was like that is disgusting <laughs> it looks gross why would you choose a pink diamond to go in your head he likes pink i, I mean i guess it makes sense pink diamonds are beautiful but it just made to me it looked like gory the pink yeah. made it seem like there was like i was looking at through it to see like oh blood, okay you know like it looked like it was just messy yeah okay Interesting. Oh, that's it so has, like gross. so many memes with Thanos, like <laughs> pinching like, it out of take his out head. and put little Uzi Vert yeah. on there. <laughs> oh man, yeah, pretty wild. On Earth, <laughs> what? like, do you? 
I have so many questions. How do you live life like that? Like, do it get infected around the edges? How do you shower? Like, how do you wash? <laughs> Can I express myself with my eyebrows still? Like, yeah, true. Oh my gosh, like moving true. my forehead. I'm practicing right now to see what it'll be like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so keep doing that. And but imagine put a, a diamond $21 million right there. diamond in my forehead. That's crazy. <laughs> You're so much more once you have that diamond in you. Yeah. Well, okay, so on that note, what I don't understand is the uh, grills people get that okay. are like surgically attached. Like I saw, I ran into an Instagram account this week of a guy that does grills for like famous hip hop artists and stuff, uh-huh. but he does, instead of like a, a straight metal grill that covers all your teeth, it goes in between your teeth. Oh. Um, I'll have to show you, but it's just like, it's like a metal strip in the, oh, in gosh. the line over. It doesn't like get pushed in between, but it covers the line. Okay. It looks kind of cool. But then I realized if you're more than like three feet away, it just looks like you have major plaque buildup. <laughs> like your mouth looks so disgusting. Like zoom in really close. It looks beautiful. It's a really cool, like, yeah. like, I don't know, kind of progressive art design, but step back and it's like, Oh dude, brush your teeth. That is disgusting. Like yellow metal and mouth does not make your teeth look any wider. <laughs> So I can't imagine uh, this going to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. I know a lot of our listeners yeah. find that really relatable. I have, when I, so I, I'm Invisalign right now. Um, basically the same thing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm wearing just a see-through grill, which I guess is more beautiful to you than what a gold no, grill for real. Be. Some but, so um, gross. <laughs> when I asked them, when I was like getting ins- inspected or checked up for uh-huh. my Invisalign or braces, I was like, would I be able to get like a grill <laughs> they're like can we fix my teeth with no sorry we can't do that i was like dang it <laughs> <laughs> please 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 can Loki, we do it like might as well have some fun with it yeah but gross i don't i don't grills. get it whenever i think of girls i think of ryan lochte remember that guy no he was like he was like the number two behind michael phelps a long time ago okay he's really famous for swimming but for being he, second yeah i mean he had his own fair share of gold medals but okay, yeah cool. he was famous he had the bad luck of being famous at the same time as michael phelps so uh, he's, see. he was like uh tyson gay the sprinter who sprinted uh-huh. behind usain bolt yeah yeah he's famously numbered dose anyways ryan lochte like was viral for a while because he like has like 60 grills and like 400 pairs of shoes wow basically like I don't know, just what like a normal guy would do if he had millions and millions of dollars from sports and didn't have a full-time job. He and, took his and, Olympic gold medals and made and it, made them into grills. Yeah. Well, and he's just like, he's just a tool. I don't Icon. know from the videos I saw. He just seems super lame. <laughs> so that's what I think of. Just like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan Lochte. <laughs> great guy, great guy. <laughs> How was your week again? Tell me. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for any, finally letting me talk. Any but... news from this week? Okay, for <laughs> the record, kidding. you totally diverted earlier. I know. Um, something that blew my about. mind <laughs> came into fruition. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that was the Nike Go Flyies. Go Flyies. Um, okay, before we get into the shoe, let me interrupt you already. <laughs> okay. What? I feel like I that... Am, I have so much energy right I now. I just like, need to tell about this I shoe. I feel like the name is just begging to be called the Go Fleas. The Go Fleas? The Go Fleas. Go Flyies. <laughs> go Flyies. Go Flyies? Okay, when you say it like that, I, it sounds kind of sick. I, I get that. does sound kind of cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that... Well, you can call it whatever you want. Cool. I don't... Okay, anyways, continue. <laughs> you really had to cut me off for that? <laughs> yep. Go Fleas. <laughs> All right, so the Go Fleas... Sorry, I gotta regain my energy again, yeah, yeah, yeah. my momentum. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was me slapping myself in the face. (laughs) Okay, context. Nike has been, for the past long time, um, they've been working on this concept called FlyEase, which is making shoes more accessible maybe not accessible but yeah, yeah accessible, accessible like, but like for disabled people for disabled people yeah. yeah to help them get yeah. their shoes on and off and like wearable for them yeah basically just you know alleviating their pain points with right with, with yeah the expanded accessibility yeah is essentially what it is and so this week they released a new product for yeah. their new innovation for the flyies and that was these shoes that you can take you can put on and take off without your hands um, they're so cool it's so sick they're beautiful i can there's like when they released it all i saw was just like a gif i watched that gif like a hundred times <laughs> right like if someone taking them on and putting them off taking yeah them off. it was so it was like so satisfying yeah to watch but basically there's a there's a hinge in the middle of the sole and there's a little back i don't it, know like a stomper it, essentially thing? yeah essentially like, like the back of your outsole niche. where like when you're taking off your shoes without your hands normally, you kind of pinch with the other shoe sometimes. Yeah. That usually ends up getting dirty to like kind of pinch the shoe off. So they made that a little bit bigger, right? Yeah, so they made it bigger in the back. So you step down on it and push and lift your foot up. And then just the, the sole will fold in half, essentially. And you can slide your foot out. Yeah. And then you just put your foot back in and push down and it clicks. Kind of clicks back, back down in. the straight mode. Oh, they're so cool. It's and just, just the design so is sweet. sweet. I love yeah. like the almost transparent out like yeah. top sole. Uh-huh. It's so cool. The upper. Upper. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Shoe parts. Very good. Everything's a sole, but just the different yeah. placements. <laughs> the stringy sole that you use to tie it close. <laughs> yeah, there's no laces on it. So it's a slip yeah. on sole. Completely hands-free. Um, it has a cool elastic band that goes around it. Right. That, that that's kind of what keeps it together when you keeps bend it together it back and straight. springs it. But yeah. it's also kind of it's free from the shoe. I don't know. It's cool to have like a free part. I like it a lot. So I don't know. I was really hyped on it. I immediately thought like, oh man, if I had this when I was a kid, I could have used this to get the groceries <laughs> so <laughs> many times. Jamming my shoe, my feet into mom's yeah, exactly. Heels and it's like I was like so hyped. Like, oh man, getting groceries would have been so <laughs> awesome in these. Well, like when I, so I recently got a couple new pairs of Nikes and I love them, but like the main reason I won't wear them sometimes is because I'm too lazy on my way out the door in the morning to like right. sit down and untie my shoes every time. <laughs> like I'll just put on my Tevas or whatever. Cause I can just, cause I'm a child and I like Velcro. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's just so nice. And obviously I'm thinking about how nice it is for us. Like it's going to be a thousand times better for the people that will really benefit from this, which is people that have any sort of disability that makes it difficult to tie shoes and to put uh-huh. on shoes. So they're the people that are really benefiting from totally. it. But. I actually have a friend um, who only has one arm. And oh, that is a tough thing. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Tying shoes is, I imagine, pretty difficult. Yeah. You know, it's something that we like really think of. But like, yeah. I mean, if you have no arms, say obviously, but just one arm, you're like, that'd be way hard or even like, to do because i know when like we talked about it last week or a couple weeks ago um, michael j fox has advanced parkinson's michael j fox mm. from back to the future yeah and they made the nike air mag air which is the yeah. back to the future shoe and they let him try it on and it was perfect for people with parkinson's because it's a similar design where you slip your shoe in and it just um, kind of tightens up by itself so this is kind of like that but now made accessible to all it's not this publicity stunt like they did with michael j fox this is a shoe that anyone can buy and will help tons of people that have issues i mean even thinking of like i mean maybe it's not quite their style but like my grandparents like their hands yeah i don't know i can't imagine tying shoes there's so many i mean there's so many like 
I never really thought about it. Shoes can be really hard for people yeah, yeah. Like, to put on. If you have any sort of motor difficulties with your fingers, tying shoes would be difficult. I don't yeah. So, so anyway, he, he shared it on his Instagram story. And Who's he? I was, uh, Porter. He is... Your friend. In, oh, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's actually one of the assistant coaches um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's great. But seeing him post about it and like be excited about it it was, it was just really like heartwarming totally. to see like that's this so is a cool. product that's actually helping people and it's cool to see design is so much it's it's based in empathy yeah you know when done right and in the circumstance yeah and the, and the best kind of design is yeah empathy totally. and it's just cool to see that be brought to fruition and see it actually help people and so it was it was heartwarming and i'm, I'm like i'm really stoked for these shoes yeah. to come out i want a pair so bad i like i can't remember in recorded memory a pair of nike shoes that they've released that i've been as excited about that i've wanted to buy right yeah so. their shoes coming out all, all the time but i think this is something because they they i think the the last time I got excited about their stuff was they had the self-tying shoes okay. for basketball. So okay. The Nike Adapt BB or something like that. Cool. So they had it, and I was like, that's really cool, but it was way expensive. Yeah. And this was like, oh, this is awesome. Have like, they have so they cool. said anything about the price point for the GoFlyEase? Um, I worry that it'll probably still be pretty pricey, but hopefully not I can do, unattainably so. I think it will be, I mean, I can like assume the price, uh, but it's, my guess it's right definitely going to be affordable. I, my guess is probably like 100, 120. That was my initial Yeah, I'm guess. thinking like initial release would be 110, and then I'll probably yeah. drop down to 80 or 70 yeah. if you wait a couple yeah, months. Yeah, so that's pretty standard for Nike releases mm-hmm. of an issue. They got to skim the market. Yes. Start with the high price point and bring it down. Yeah. I know I know everything about business. Dang. That marketing class really helped us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know basically everything. Yeah. Way way excited about that. Start saving up now. <laughs> Save your pennies. <laughs> so, sell all your books. <laughs> okay, never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't do I'll that. I'll wear my books as shoes before oh, I do that. Did I show you did I send you the folder thing? Oh yeah, I saw that. That's cool. I am like I saw a few people post about it, and I'm okay, so hyped about it. I love it. You need to explain it because I got to be honest. I don't know if I quite understand the hype. You so describe what it is. I it's... don't know. <laughs> I got like way too excited. So basically, this uh, studio I forgot. It's like Het Heaven or something. A design studio. Yeah, they made this. So it's like a folder on like what you see on your MacBook like on your min- desktop. Yeah, like the blue little Manila folder when you say like new folder. That's yeah. What it is. Yeah. So they made it out of aluminum and it's like, it's wide. So you can put books and stuff in it. <laughs> it's basically just a computer folder, but in real life, three dimensional and everything. And I don't know. It's just cool. Something that's always digital to have it be tangible. It's a, and so yeah, it's a magazine rack is what it's yeah. intended to be. It's just, yeah. it's, it's like they took that folder, made it kind of like a realistic life size and then gave it kind of a boxy bottom so that it can sit upright on the mm-hmm. floor. So it's the kind of thinking that I feel like pushes design forward is like, I don't know, just doing things differently, looking at the things that we lean on every day, which is technology and our computers and stuff, and trying to turn that into useful product design and that sort of thing. So Yeah, physical versus digital, which is something I've been thinking about yeah. a lot recently. But Making art functional. Yeah, like, it was just, I don't know, it was just really cool. And then I was thinking about my future library i was like that'd be kind of cool to have or mm-hmm. like my future office or whatever if i had a wall that looked like a desktop just have and it and i had the steps and i had all the folders so like, basically just that photo but like in your office yeah it'd be so tight like i just think it'd be just like a normal bookshelf and then just in the middle you just have that like looking at it face on so it just looks real yeah so i uh i talked to a friend in the industrial design program 
and I was like, do you think we can make this? <laughs> can we <laughs> steal like, it? <laughs> oh yeah, we can do that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that's great. I'm gonna try to make it soon. <laughs> consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert uh, i don't know have you not thought about it very much i i mean i have yeah i don't i feel like i'm in the middle okay i <laughs> what no yeah, yeah i i you know i what, think tell me why you think that um I'm not telling you you're wrong or anything I'm i think i think okay <sighs> i think i've become i think growing up i was i don't know maybe i maybe i'm just lying to myself I think to myself, I feel like I'm introverted, but I think I'm actually extroverted. Okay. Um, I'm extroverted, but I'm like very, uh, I'm like, I'm pretty open with people. I'm like, I'm, sure. I'm social. I talk with people a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely like information and things that I will keep to myself, like to my very close friends too. Like, hmm. I'm not going to just, I don't know. Right. You're not I don't just, know. I, I'm, yeah, I just feel like I'm in, I'm in the middle. I think most people kind of are, but I'm not. I don't know. It's a hard question. I so I took a like a personal development class at BYU a few years ago, okay. and they gave me a definition that this is kind of what I've thought of as introversion versus extroversion ever since. Where whereas what it means, at least in this definition, is um, the difference is what gives you energy. Hmm. So an extrovert like thrives off of being around big groups of people. Like they, they get more energy from being with people and it builds them up and it makes them excited. Whereas an introvert thrives and gets energy from being alone or with just close friends. Um, and that gives them energy, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like an introvert doesn't like being in big groups of people, but it does mean that it like exhausts them. Mm -hmm. So like that, I, I, what you were saying, I feel like that's where I am. Cause I don't know. I've been kind of frustrated recently because I, consider myself a pretty solid introvert but i like really enjoy being in groups of people pretty solid i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm pretty good at it no like I'm, I'm like pretty firmly on the introvert side okay me, okay right but i really enjoy meeting new people and being in groups of people yeah but it is exhausting to me hmm. so it's like i consider myself an outgoing introvert and i told that to a brother-in-law the other day and he was like that doesn't make any sense that's not possible and i was like well like I, I guess it's only possible if you are depending on this definition that I'm talking about. But I feel that though people feel weird when I tell them like I don't want to go to a party, but it's not like I don't want to meet the people. You know what I mean? Okay. It's just I get like an hour in and I'm like I just want to go home. Like I'm tired. Okay, but I, I like I love these people and I'm enjoying the games and I'm enjoying whatever. Yeah. But it's like ugh, it's like it's it's emotional labor that I don't really want to do sometimes. Huh. Maybe I'm the same way. I also get more energy though with people. But I do get tired at the same. It just depends on the crowd too. Yeah, you. If I this is me. Yeah, it, analyze like, me. You, say, you know me pretty. Here's well. my analysis of you. I feel like you are like the exact opposite of me in that you are an extrovert. Like you get energy from groups and meeting new people, mm -hmm. but you enjoy being by yourself. Okay. Wow. I feel like 
Dang. Like, I feel like you're the opposite. It feels kind of weird that you. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. This is. Re- my- I mean, like it, 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 it feels right, and I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't, it's not like a universal label. It's not like you're stuck like this. Okay. But this is kind of what I think. Like, I think that you work well on your own, and like you're very independent, and like you enjoy being with just smugglers people. But you, I feel like you thrive. Like you like make phone calls to the most random people sometimes. <laughs> like you talked to the girl from New Skin the other day, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that makes me nauseous just thinking about just like making a call like that. I don't know, like. Those sorts of things exhaust me, but I feel like you thrive off of them, but you also, like, really enjoy your, like, solitude and your okay. isolation at yeah. the same point. Yes. Something. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't like being alone. Like, sure. I hate being alone. Sure. Unless I'm doing... I mean, I like... I like to be doing my own thing. Right. But I, I do enjoy company. Just, like, people sure. being there. Sure. Presence. That's why, sure. like, being home is awesome because with my family yeah well and i I think i'm kind of the same way because i like i i consider myself an introvert and i feel like one but i don't necessarily love being like by myself yes but i love like i've been basically just me and my wife like the whole year and Mm -hmm. like i see you pretty regularly but i don't see hardly anybody else during the pandemic um and i've like been totally fine with that you know it's been really nice and i enjoy just being with like a couple people that know me well and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing and so i don't know i feel like people treat it like it's more like black and white than it actually is you know i feel yeah like we were saying an extrovert how did you just go what's my my, uh, outgoing or like i feel like i'm an outgoing introvert you're like an extrovert that enjoys like being introverted yeah I, yeah i don't know i don't know how to put it and, and maybe that's the, and that's the yeah. thing is it's not like a like a label like you're stamped with that forever you yeah know what i mean but it's just i just feel like there's Generally. value in like understanding ourselves better you know yeah no that's interesting because i think something that you kind of get at least for me get kind of self-conscious about it a little bit because people are like why aren't you like this like yeah why, yeah. why aren't you always you? trying to hang out yeah why aren't you always yeah. yeah but i think if you understand like I think if you understand yourself in this regard and being like, I'm okay with chilling, like being by myself. Yeah. And, but you hear other people like, Hey, you should be hanging out. You should be doing this and that. It's like, ah, it can kind of like stress you out. But I think if you understand, it's like, Hey, like I am okay with living my life, doing this, right. like, being you, by myself yeah. or like being with people. It's just like, it's just who I am. This is what works for me. And like, that's okay. And I think too, like before I kind of came to think of myself as an introvert, like, I don't know. I feel like when we think of ourselves, we kind of want to think of the most idealized version of ourselves, right? <laughs> totally. So, like, I want to be someone that can make connections with people quickly and can make friends quickly and that people feel like they can talk to. And mm. I, I feel like I am to a certain extent, not in a perfect way. But I would feel guilty about, like, not wanting to meet people or not wanting to go talk to people or not wanting to be social. I felt like, oh, I need to be more social when really I just wanted to be at home and, like, watch a show or whatever. I don't know. I was alone a lot my freshman year of college, and I felt it was this weird cycle of guilt because it was like I need to be making friends, and I should be because I'm in college. But it's also like I kind of just want to, like, read at home or mm-hmm. binge six episodes of Lost or whatever. I don't know. I watched a lot of TV back then, DBH. Not yeah. a lot of homework freshman year. <laughs> I'm but, aware. Yeah. But I I don't know. It's, I feel like it's been kind of almost freeing to realize that like I really do love these people and they're my friends, but it is exhausting for me to go over to someone's house a lot of times and be in like a social situation with new people and that sort of thing. And it's not that I don't enjoy meeting them and not that I don't want to meet them, but I can see in myself that like, okay, I need to like measure out how much time I give into this and then be okay after an hour and a half or whatever. Just be like, Hey, I'm going to go home. 
yeah. I, I just am like ready to be done. You know what I mean? Not out of any sort of a f- like offense to them or like distaste for them. It's just totally ready to be done. You know, something kind of going along with this. I think something that can be hard is just comparison, sure, especially with social totally. media, because you see people who are more extroverted and who oh, just yeah. you know socialize differently than you. Yeah, and so you're like, oh man, am I? Kind of like what you were saying about your freshman is like, am I doing this wrong? Yeah. Like, should I be doing this and that? And it's like, you know, those things can be good, but like, do whatever works for you. Everyone's different. I think we have to realize that. Because I get caught in, I'm like, shoot, so-and-so is doing this. I should be trying to do more of these things. Yeah. And so I think comparison can be, comparison isn't good. It's the most of the time. Right. Right. And it's just like, I think if you understand yourself and how you work, you can be okay with doing whatever you do totally yeah it, the better you understand yourself the less you're going to feel pressured to be something you're not you know mm-hmm. and like people can change that's not to say we're static and that we can't become something they want to become and like sure. like when we were freshmen when we lived together the first time like we had a roommates garrett and harrison who are the most outgoing people i know they're <laughs> super extroverts you know which i love hanging out with those guys and they're they're great and like they're super fun and you're always meeting new people they know a trillion people yeah true (laughs) they know a trillion people and it's like you're your friend instantly when you meet them um and like i enjoyed being with them but then when i wasn't living with them anymore and they had moved away i felt so awful that i wasn't still being as social as i was when i was with them Mm, you know okay yeah but it's like or another example my boss he is again extremely extroverted like he knows the intimate details of his mail deliverer's life and everyone at his favorite restaurant knows his name and like he knows every receptionist at our building even though he comes in the building on the opposite end where the receptionist doesn't sit i still don't know how he knows the receptionist interesting but like take me on the other hand i've walked past that receptionist at this point it's been three years probably like a thousand times (laughs) literally a thousand times i've walked past that same girl and I've never said hi to her a single time. Not a single time of myself. You haven't even said hi? Well, after the first hundred times, it's kind of like, well, now I just got to keep passing her again. I like, I'll smile at her. Or I'll wave. I'll just be like, whatever. But I just like, and it's like, I don't know. I felt guilty about it at certain times, but then it's just like, I think it's fine. I think it is a good thing to reach out to people around you and to have a good influence yes. on people and be like a kind part of their day. But I also don't feel like it's healthy to feel pressured I mean, you always want to get out of your comfort zone, but it's like not everyone can be my boss who knows everyone's name that he's ever interacted with in his whole life. (laughs) I think an issue or something you might be trying to figure out with this or I don't know, but it's kind of like you don't want to be a tourist. You want to be sincere with these people. You don't want to pop in and like learn about them or like, you know, because a lot of it can be very superficial and fake. Yeah. Um, But I think you and I, feel very deeply i mean like we care about people genuinely yeah having genuine relationships yeah with people too. and yeah. so when we when we talk with people we're definitely like we're trying to like actually know them yeah i think that can be hard in terms of socializing as whatever you are is like there's there's like levels of quality <laughs> yeah <laughs> to totally. those interactions totally. and you and i both are people that if we're going to interact with people we want it to be sincere mm-hmm. and yeah, and sometimes I'm like Michelle and I went to like a game night a couple of weeks ago and 
it was like there were a lot of nice people there and there were a bunch that i didn't know and i was like okay i would love to get to know them more but i'm only gonna be here for like 30 minutes like we gotta kind of just dip in and leave and it's like it's kind of it just seems exhausting to me to go and just like have this really superficial conversation with them and kind of make the rounds and then just dip and never see them again when i would really rather have this in-depth conversation and that's probably not the right call it's better for me to at least introduce myself than nothing at all but but yeah i feel like sometimes maybe myself i'm exhausted preemptively by the idea of a superficial <laughs> conversation yeah, you know interesting. and so then i just avoid it altogether when really i should just at least start those conversations yeah i should introduce myself to the to the receptionist girl she has been three years you should me walking past her she seems nice that's why i go to really hey i've been walking by you hi for three years and i want to say i don't want there to be any hello. mistake i'm married but i just <laughs> want to say hi <laughs> i'm walking past you every day for three years <laughs> Will you marry me? <laughs> That's what that seemed like that was going. You're always, I know. I was like, I was saying like, oh. this sounds kind of romantic. <laughs> you do a great job of putting the mail in that cart and then putting the cart in a different room every day. I'm really impressed. Just kidding. Receptionists are great, but they are. How has understanding yourself helped you these days, especially as being married? I feel like being married puts you in yeah. more social circumstances that. Are, it's different. Are involuntary. Yeah, it's diff- well, yeah, like, well, yeah agree, I'm, you know? I'm always living with somebody, right? Yeah. Different than just a roommate. I think it has helped a lot in my marriage because Michelle, like, she knows, she understands me better than I do because she can see me from a different perspective. And, like, she understands why maybe I don't, I'm not super eager to go do a social thing or that sort of thing. And I think, mm-hmm. like, talking about that openly and kind of understanding what I'm like and understanding what she's like in, in comparison has helped us to have like smoother road at times where it might have been bumpy or at times where we might have disagreed like she understands that there are weekends where i would i am perfectly content to just chill at home and do nothing Mm -hmm. and sometimes she feels like that and she's more extroverted than i am and sometimes she really doesn't want to do that and like that's fine and we know that we're different in that way rather than if maybe we hadn't had these conversations it would seem like we're just getting frustrated with each other because we want to do different things whatever so i don't know and she knows that maybe sometimes well like like that game that we went to everyone there was basically a friend of hers from high school and i didn't say a ton that night even though i can be pretty outspoken in a lot of social things and it wasn't like she was like oh why are you being a bum and just like not talking (laughs) to anybody like like it was all her friends i was chatting and like talking to people when they talked to me but i wasn't gonna like overpower the party and like she understood that and i understood it and that situation just happened in reverse so yeah i think it's just like especially in a relationship kind of that having that sort of openness and i've seen this in other relationships not romantic relationships but even just like my coworkers and my boss like the more they understand that especially because i work from 5 a.m to 9 a.m so i can't say it's the most social time of day for anybody <laughs> but like i said my boss who's super social is like bouncing off the walls at 5 a.m he's super energetic wow. yeah um <laughs> just kidding he's great it's but it can be kind of hard to keep up with and so like the, when they understand that i am a little bit more introverted and i've even dealt with like social anxiety in the past they know that maybe I don't want to stop and chat every time I pass someone in the hallway, you know, mm-hmm. that that's kind of an exhausting thing about professional offices. Actually. I kind of hate that people feel like they always need to make a conversation when you pass them. Yeah. I just want to like give them a nod, be like, Hey, and just keep walking. I'm just going to pee. I don't need to find out how your weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I really got to go. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to see you four more times in the same hallway. We can chat one of them. <laughs> and then other times I'm just going to give you a nod and I'm going to pee. But yeah, it's like, 
having that understanding helps people around you too to understand like it's not that he's just blowing me off it's not that i don't like these people it's that like i just don't feel like social you know yeah. i don't feel super into the conversation which and I'm, I'm talking about this like it's all the time for me it's not it's some days of the week but i do feel like it's helped a lot with that and it makes me feel less guilty when maybe i don't you know I interact with somebody the way they expect me to, or at least as energetically as they expect me to, when I know that they understand that it's not personal. It's mm-hmm. just like I, emotional totally. labor exhaustion for me, I guess. That's cool. I like that a lot. Just like, yeah. I don't know, just understanding. It's know one, thyself. It's one thing, understanding yourself, but understanding others and being yeah. more accepting of yourself and others. Totally. Too, and yeah, really cool. I would, that's true. Cause like, I feel like you can't always assume that everyone else interacts socially the same way you do. Mm-hmm. So assuming the best of people and knowing that maybe they didn't text you back or call you back, not because they don't want to talk to you, but because they don't want to talk on the phone. Like I myself has a, have experienced a great amount of like phone call anxiety at different parts of my life, which seems like such a weird thing, but it's a real yeah. thing. And it's like just giving people the benefit of the doubt that it's not personal, even sometimes when it feels like it is, unless mm-hmm. they tell you, I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. In which case it is. That part is probably personal. Straight up to my face. You should punch them. <laughs> Just kidding. Leave them alone. Do not hurt them. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it all just comes back to empathy. It's really just the key to everything. Honestly, it's like all of our conversations about stuff like this uh, comes back to just like... Empathy. Just understanding what people are going through and if not, just assuming the best, you know. I look back to just like growing up because my... Like, just with my dad. My dad and I are different. Mm-hmm. And then just seeing... So, my dad's a basketball coach. And so, I was... We were very involved in our community. And I was constantly working with all of these, like, adults and stuff. Right, like, right. you know, we were always, like, tight and hanging out. And I just kind of realized that... I was like, I'm different than this person and this person. Sure. And, like, my dad. And I was just like, am I not as manly? Like, do I need, like, yeah. Cause you're, you know, especially cause you're just for, like, you're seeing well, all these men you're like, and dads right. are like the ideal, you know, yeah. I think of my dad all growing up and even now, like I want to be like him. That's what I think of as like the goal. So yeah, it's hard when you realize that there's differences in personality. Yeah. And so I'm like, shoot, like in my, you know, you just, you, you compare and you're like, okay, I'm different. Like, I recognize that there is a difference between my perspective or how I like, carry myself or how I socialize. Cause some of these guys are like very standoffish and tough, but I'm like more open and like caring, emotional. And like, yeah, I'm more, I'm more emotional. I guess. No, yeah, yeah, like and emotionally like, open at least. Am I? I'm like am I okay. Like <laughs> it's just like you know we can yeah. compare, but I think it's just understanding like we are all different. And yeah, I think like manliness probably isn't. I think it's like something that was brought up to my mind growing up. But yeah, it's something we could talk about too because I feel like there's a long conversation to be had about like stereotypes of gender and like yeah what people say is manly and feminine which often is just bogus you know it's like a lot of yeah, traits mean, that are traditionally this feminine is like going just, on to like yeah this is a broader like, this is different a topic, conversation to but it's just interesting but yeah. like we we notice different things in our, our personalities and our perspectives and it's like you know do do you do what you gotta do and there's like good and bad from everything and it's like you gotta take it for what it's worth and like analyze it but stay true to who you are and what you do and like <sighs> usually what you're doing is admired from others like i know how like my dad's saying, mm. like you are so social and good at social socializing and caring for people and yeah it's like i don't know if he's like said it directly but 
I, I like to think that he admires that about me. <laughs> I'm sure he does, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's just, like, cool to see. Because, like, growing up, I was, like, almost insecure about, yeah, like, totally. my abilities to, like, yeah. socialize and, like, be, like, work well with people. But now I'm, like, realizing it's such a strength that I have Totally, today. totally. I think it just takes time. And, like, you, you realize and understand, like, just you saying that I'm an extrovert that enjoys being alone. Like, that was comforting to me. Because, like, oh, I can accept that. And someone sees that in me and, like, yeah. understands that those aspects of me. And, like, it's cool. Yeah, it feels good to be understood. Like you, you understand And also me. feel like you don't have to match up to what other people are doing. That you are, like, yeah. yourself, you know? It's like, you get it. I can do what I want to do. And that, like, you're going to be okay with it. Yeah, and, like, I enjoy it. It's comforting to me, too, because I compare myself to you a lot. Because we spend a lot of time together, you know? <laughs> but, like, I can recognize that we're different and we have different strengths. And so there are things that you're way good at that I am going to struggle with forever. Um, but, like, that's fine. And, and like, vice versa. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it's fine. And that's the way it'll always be. But that doesn't mean that, like, the things that we're good at are in any way diminished either. So. Totally, yeah. Wow. <sighs> this has been really heartwarming. <laughs> kind of yeah. feels like a Disney Channel movie. You're, I don't know why I'm getting that vibe. You're my best friend. I feel like I feel like now that we've had this talk, we need to <laughs> I'm thinking of some tacos. I'm thinking of uh <laughs> Camp Rock. Oh I don't know gosh. why that's the movie that's coming to mind. That's what Dude, this feels what? like. <laughs> this feels like like act two of Camp Rock. Now we need to go and just n- destroy the final jam and win the competition. Oh. Let's do it. This is what's a, real. What's our band this name? is me. I'm the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> what else would we be called? I came up with that by myself. Can I be Joe? <laughs> I am not Kevin. I would rather die. JK Kevin's MVP. Thank you for listening to Opinions That No One Asked For, or Otnof. Otnof is hosted by me, McKay Menden, and Jordan Sidroot, and I did the editing. Original music for this week's episode was done again by Tyson Sidroot. Make sure to tell someone about the show. Word of mouth is the only way anyone's ever going to hear about this. So Maybe. Yeah. Or Every, Pinterest. <laughs> or Pinterest. Every time you tell someone about the show, a little double amputee puppy gets the, those little wheels so that oh. he can run again. <laughs> so cute. What's the song they always play for the sad In animal the commercials? Arms yeah, yeah. Angel, fly away from me. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>